Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 232 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The South e- Southeast, Southeast Premier. We're Southeast, South North, Southwest, South South. We cover all of it. South adjacent. South adjacent. Uh, South Vicinity's premier video game podcast. Tonight, PSVR 2 Blowout. We'll probably spend a decent amount of time on that one. Uh, naughty Saturn PS1 game found. Brant, you put that on your... Uh, <laughs> you burned that disc yet with your new uh, newfound abilities? No, not yet. Find out later what that is. What Brant will be streaming next week. Uh, EA and Marvel announced three-game partnership. Could it be Marvel vs. Capcom 4, 5, and 6? Find out later. That's Capcom. That's not even EA. Oh, they made that. You remember Marvel Nemesis? You remember that? Yeah. God, we sold a shit ton of those. Uh, Onoma Game Studio comes and goes, in quotations. The answers in that category will feature go as uh, as one of the words. One of what the is answers. PSP go? What is no. PSP go? Also no. No was in there, too. <laughs> Uh, NASCAR driver pulls off move. He practiced on GameCube. That sounds crazy. And gory Callisto protocol to skip Japanese release. I am an American release. Uh, my name is Richard Bergman. I'm joined tonight by <laughs> usual newsmaster Brant McKee. I gave him a week off. Yeah. Brant, you worked too hard. It. You worked too hard, man. We knew we were going to expect 35 minutes of Brant coming up uh, this yeah. episode. I went to Brant go do monologues. the news and it was already done. Hey. Monologues. I gave the the brand monologues. <laughs> hey, it was I gave the you... best of Brant. It was the worst of Brant. Oh, it was a dark and stormy Brant. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago in a Brant far, far away. Why are these all like in you or describing you? I was going to say what? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I gave you the uh, the license to go into the news and edit and add or subtract whatever you wanted to, and you were like, "Nope, this is good." Uh, yeah, it looked good. You did a decent job, Richard. Thank you for finally getting back to the news. Uh, and Cesar Concepcion the second. Cesar almost forgot our resident lore master and page master. He's here. He's drinking a Coke Zero. I am too. Maybe mine is from the fountain of uh, the King of Burgers. Yes. When, I re- when I was told I had a 35-minute reprieve, I went down to a local grocery store to buy something to drink. Only myself and you honor the 35-minute reprieve. A uh, certain individual used it wisely to I record. Croc. No, I played Croc. <laughs> you played Croc. I played okay. Croc. <laughs> yeah, did not use it wisely. 35 minutes of headless Croc. I chose poorly. <laughs> Did you look to see, because, I mean, that's not in the news. Did uh, did you look to see if you had the Headless Croc version, if you had the Ben's Drowned Croc? Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be you, in games played. This is off topic. Richard, did you ever watch that uh, Nicky Jakey video? No, I never did. I, I need to uh, check it out. His it, his stuff is so long, and his stuff is so, like, quick. I don't want to miss yeah. anything. It's almost like a Gridiron Heights, right? Like, like the kids can't be hollering, I can't be driving. It's got to be focused where I, so I don't miss any of the jokes that come slinging by. There's also a uh, a croc mention in there for seriously few minutes. Yeah. What? <laughs> Brent, have you ever seen any of this guy's videos? Uh He does a video. What? Cesar, like every four years, it seems like now. Uh, he jokes about it on the on the latest video. He's like, yeah, just like and subscribe, and you'll get a notification once every ten months. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's very he's very funny and it's very creative and it's also informative. Like he always he always does a great job with it. But he's usually sitting on like a yoga ball. He's like bouncing around on one I of those. I think uh, I've seen that guy. Yeah, with yeah. The Disney, yeah. Disney Channel horses in the background. Yeah. Okay. Like we're seeing this guy. <laughs> he introduced Sarnad to uh, the Thresher skater die. <laughs> The cops are after him with the yeah. taser. <laughs> what the hell is this? Oh my gosh, he's good. Those are uh, be fun to have him on a podcast, right? That'd be a character. Yeah. I mean, he was the it, one who started the whole uh, Pizza Hut demo disc. He did a whole episode dedicated to that. Yep, that one was good. Yeah, it's it's informative, but it's to- it's so different than the usual scripted, which I always appreciate, like the deep dives into history and. Here's where the GameCube was developed. You know, you get this in-depth thing, but he's like wearing glasses and having funny shit go in the background. He's sitting on a yoga ball. He's very entertaining. So it's the brand episode because he does talk about Croc and he doesn't talk a good bit about Pepsi Man in there too, in this one. Pepsi Man. Pizza Hut demo disc. This is a man after my own heart. Is this what you're known for, Brant? Hell yeah. Pizza Hut demo disc. Pepsi Man. Croc. Croc. You are a resident Croc expert. I don't know about an expert. Enthusiast? Definitely enthusiast. You've played more than 10 minutes of Croc. I think that qualifies you for the... I don't think I ever played the full game. I think I just played the demo over and over again on that say, look, PlayStation demo disc was. Look, I feel like I'm in the same boat. Just just doing some Croc research. It, I, I think I saw some Is that a thing? games for okay. the GBA. Only a Croc expert would say that they are yeah. executing Croc research. <laughs> There's a Game Boy Croc? Apparently, Game Boy Advance. I got to hear about the headless one. Uh, Speaking of things that go in your head, we now have a price for PlayStation VR 2. We have a release date. We have two SKUs. And we got an announcement of like 10 different games, I think it was. Mm -hmm. PlayStation VR 2 will be available on February 22nd, 2023. So that is... Four-ish months away, three-ish, three-ish months away. Uh, there will be two SKUs. One is five forty-nine ninety-nine. That is the base console, and one is five ninety-nine ninety-nine, and that comes with. Okay, so they both come with PSVR two headset, the Sense controllers, and stereo headphones. The five ninety-nine VR two Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle comes with a PlayStation Store voucher code for Horizon Call of the Mountain. And the aforementioned headset, sense controllers, and stereo headphones. Also announced was a $50 VR2 sense controllers charging station. So that frees up, they mentioned specifically, that it frees up your console's USB ports. Mm-hmm. They also showed off 10 new games, all of which were previously available in other things. With the exception of, it looks like the spiritual successor to... Uh, Rush of Blood. What was that subtitle? It was a series. Um, Until Dawn? Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, yeah. which was something I feel like I showed off to Cesar made us. That was one of the first things he had He had us play in VR when we hooked it up. But I feel like that was something I always demoed for people when they came over. And the, of course, there's the infamous video of Russell getting shit scared out of him. <laughs> Screaming. Yep. Ah! They were right there in his face, man. He turned around. But uh, which look that looked good. Uh, what are you guys takes? Uh, Cesar, I know in our thread was like uh, he's comparing things to still less expensive than PSVR two. <laughs> I can if I can somehow buy one now, 
with the the Japanese yen crashing as it is, it would be cheaper for me to buy from Japan and be fine. And import dollars, yeah. And let it come from there, <laughs> and I would almost save me fifty bucks. Yeah, that's significant savings. That's like almost getting the upgraded bundle for you, right? Or getting the game with it. Mm-hmm. I still haven't. I, obviously, they're trying to make the Ryzen game their killer app, right? But we haven't seen enough from it to make it seem like the killer app. No, to me, to us, the lack of backwards compatibility yeah. is what kills us for me. Uh, VR it's... is already such a niche thing, and like Cesar saying, the lack of backwards compatibility is a is a real um, drawback, especially to those who've already invested in PlayStation's VR ecosystem yeah. and those games and everything. It's uh, I I think there was a couple of the games that that were just announced that said they'd have free upgrades, but I think the yes. majority of them, because it's it's based on um, the uh, the developers, I guess, to to make that call. Right. The major, or at least right now, the the majority of the games that have been announced are buy it again. So, I mean, yeah. Richard, you should appreciate that when this system launches, there's going to be as many games as it, almost as many games that came on the Virtual Boy. <laughs> That's a great that's a great thing to compare your new platform to. I uh me personally, as I was looking at the lineup, so many of them were either, as Brant was saying, it would be an upgrade from the PSVR one, but so many are available in the quest, and I already own that platform and I don't have to invest another honestly, the price was not I we all thought it was gonna be higher than this. Or did we all settle on like five ninety nine? Mm, Is that what we came I, down no, to? I, I figured it was gonna be this much, but I wanted it to be like four ninety nine or less. Yeah. Uh, it was really hoping it would be four ninety nine. We having hoping. it having it be more expensive than the thing you actually need to run it is another one of those things. It's like yeah. Oh. Well, what's crazy to me is they're going to make what like two million of these things. There's they are a whole bunch of them. It's a crazy thing. They're going to. I mean, and pre-orders open up November fifteenth. Did I read that date right? I don't think yeah, I saw it in the yes, blog post just now, but I think I remember that date. They want you to sign up on. Uh... PlayStation website. Cesar, did you? I did not. I did. I caved. You did? I mean, I, it's a, it's a, it's an invite to have the chance to. Yeah. So um, it's a step to long... you buying it and then complaining about it when it comes out. Like, what are those? <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm with you guys. That there's, there's just not that killer app. And I think by the time, a big benefit by the time I got into, um, the original PlayStation VR, like. I've told this story before, but when I got one, Cesar came and helped us set it up because you almost that first one, you almost need like a proctor, right? You need someone to. Yeah. All right. The goggles are on now you because you can't see through them like you're going to be able to on this one or you can the quest like, all right, here's your controllers. I'm going to put it. There's one to the right. There's one to the left. All right. Now center yourself. There's a little bit more setup involved. And it was great having Cesar like put us through the paces and get us used to like finding the VR legs and stuff. Um, but there were so many like there was two demo discs by that point and uh, so much of that library was accessible then. So I was, I got in behind the curve where it's like, okay, I can try these games out for $10 a piece or whatever it was and still get some of the newer stuff coming out. But right out of the rips, like I don't with, without that stuff being backwards compatible, like uh, you guys were mentioning, it's kind of tough, especially for people that have been in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You got all those new PS5 owners. Maybe that's like uh, the whole concept of like people never played this before, like Last of Us again. Mm. Uh, so many people didn't have a PS3. We can release Last of Us Remastered on PS4 a year after that one came out. That sort of thing. 
the tech is the the tech is so exciting and that's what i want that's what is driving my curiosity is because i saw that MetaQuest pro specs and things like that it just has like lcds in it these are oleds that you're looking at and it just uh and they still have like the eye tracking and everything that's that's in that fifteen hundred dollar headset so there's that there's that conundrum of maybe if i saw it and just messed around with it i would get my fix like I, okay i don't need this I, i've seen what it's like or it would be, oh god, I gotta have one of these now. <laughs> it could be, it could go two ways. I mean, there's so many standard PSVR games I still need to play. I would same prefer to have uh, backwards compatibility because then I would have exact same. Oh no, whatever. And, and then one I've been holding out on was uh, Iron Man. I got myself and my brother a copy what two years ago, I think, two Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. And now that's on Quest. We talked about it last week. They brought that to. Uh, the quest, liquid. I mean, right now, Russell's winning not buying any new PlayStation game consoles. So <laughs> he is. He's holding out. I keep sending him. I sent him that God yeah. of War Ragnarok one today. <laughs> he can still Go play God it. of War Ragnarok on PS4. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, he could. He's, he's like my coworker. My coworker's like, at this point, I'm not buying anything until they they force me to buy it when they put the actual games that run on it. <laughs> that actually makes sense because you can get by with it for most of their things. Even what Gran Turismo? Yep. Yeah. I think the only the only thing is uh Grandma Keys Returnal. That's the only thing you can't play on it. Eternal, Ratchet and Clank. Grandma Keys, the, Ratchet and Clank. The joke is Grandma Keys, Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> twenty year old Grandma Keys, twenty year old. No, strays on both. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. strays on both. Because yeah. somebody, the joke is still like. It still works that they call it PlayStation 5 because there's five exclusive games on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do I own any of the exclusives outside of Ratchet and Clank? I just have oh, Return on Ratchet. Demon Souls. Brent McKee's Demon Souls. Brent McKee's Souls. Demon Souls. Yeah. Brent, you might be able to pull this off because there was all those American McGee. That's uh, a little bit different spelling, but you could confuse yeah, people. Brent McKee's Alice 3. They'd be like, I, oh, shit, I remember those first two. I can't think anything else. It's like you said, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm having a hard time thinking I, as native PS5 only. Yeah. And I'm sure I was, some, but I was thinking about this earlier because I sent you all that Dreamcast ad because I was flipping through. I've, I've been buying old video game magazines. If I find a lot that's like semi decently priced and this this EGM article or this EGM that I was flipping through recently is March 2001. So you've got like the Dreamcast is like going out, but it's not officially going out. And everybody's raving about their library. Even the editors of EGM are like, the Dreamcast is full of amazing games. And I just remembered like the GameCube. <laughs> if you just had a GameCube or like mm-hmm. us, we just had a 64. There were such like gaps of when stuff came out. You were just waiting and waiting and waiting for new new releases. And that hasn't been Nintendo since. Well, they did it with the Wii U, but there was only like 10 million Wii U's out there. But it seems like, and this isn't this isn't a PS5 thing; it's an Xbox thing too. There's these exclusives that we're used to getting out of the gate with like a new console or new release, and like this lineup. We always talk about that fall 2001 uh, PS2 lineup when the Xbox and the GameCube were about to come out. They had Final Fantasy X, Ace Combat 4, Baldur's Gate. It was like this Silent Hill 2. Uh, Devil May Cry, it was this crazy lineup of games. Uh, Gran Turismo 3, and we just don't have, like, we're not getting that with these consoles, and I think that's why it feels a little flat to me. Mm-hmm. 
But Russell's like, nah, I want to play Ratchet and Clank, and that's the only thing I can't play on PS4. So makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this list right here. Someone got a list up here for PS5 only games, and there's only five games. <laughs> See, it still fits. Astro's and I heard Playroom, that. I heard that joke Souls, like a year ago. Destruction All Stars, Return on Ratchet and Clank. What was the first two? I was laughing. Astro's Playroom and Demon Souls. Destruction All Stars. Okay. Return. Astro's on. Playroom. Astro's Ratchet Playroom Clank. is an incredible game. Yeah. And it comes with the PS5. I'll give them that. Yeah, it costs you five hundred dollars to play that game, or three ninety nine. <laughs> it was five hundred. Did I get it? I got it. Did I get it? Target? No, the Target one's still riding around on the truck. I got the Walmart one. <laughs> two years. Two years on the truck. Two years. On the Should truck. be the two year anniversary soon for being on the truck, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is their last year to uh, keep keep up with that FIFA Ultimate Team that they keep putting them on PS Five. That's about to switch uh, licenses. I guess they're just going to call it EA Sports Ultimate Team now. Yeah, EA Soccer, probably. Yeah. Next up, this comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com and Chris Scullion. Sega's lost erotic FMV thriller has been found and shared online 25 years later. This really excited me for, I mean, erotic not for that reasons. reasons. Yeah, <laughs> erotic, erotic <laughs> thrilling reasons. It's because it was, it was developed for PlayStation also. I was like, what? Um, the Sacred Pools prototype can now be played on Saturn, PlayStation, and PC. Uh, talk to Brant after the show about how to get this running on your Sega Saturn. He will Brandt, help you. Brant is the Sacred Pools expert. <laughs> Just that game. <laughs> uh, Sega was set to release the Sacred Pools in 1997, but ultimately chose to cancel the project after it was met with negative reception from press at E396. However, game preservation site Gaming Alexandria, I've never heard of them has now found and shared downloadable prototypes of the PC, Saturn, and PlayStation versions of the game. The latter is perhaps the most interesting because it may mark it may mark the first instance of Sega developing a game for the PlayStation, which of course was a rival console at the time. The Sacred Pools was developed by Segasoft, a studio which was formed in 95 to replace Sega of America's development group with the aim to release games for all platforms, but would ultimately oh, yeah. only like, uh... end up releasing games for the Saturn and PC. That's yeah, it's like that damn Sony Aniplex who releases a whole bunch of shit for other consoles as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember they they were always like in the budget section of Walmart's PC games where you would see like the Sonic collection and mm-hmm. they've they were putting out the PC uh, stuff later on. You go, uh, uh, Richard Brent, send me the link to the website. It's on the archive.org. Okay. Yep, thanks. You Brent. can go straight to archive.org. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe that works on all of our work PCs, so we can go ahead and start downloading that tomorrow. I have a Polymega it works on, so it's a Sega game. I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's no big deal. Can you talk your way out of that? <laughs> it's an F and B game. Depending on who you're talking to, they may not know what it is. <laughs> it's a training video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the game reportedly had a budget of three million, which was enormous at the time, and made use of what SegaSoft called VNRS technology, virtual navigation in real space which seamlessly joined together FMV clips to make it look like the player was moving through 3D worlds without pausing to load the next clip. Oh, they've got video on here. Yeah, it's a it's a weird little little video. What else was like that? There's nothing spicy in that video. Ooh, yeah, um, I'm, ass- I'm assuming they wouldn't put anything like that stuff. on there. No. But there Ugh. was a bu- there was a bunch of games where you would go down hallways like that and it would be exploratory movies. 
I'm surprised that well 95 i was, I was gonna say this kind of got sega cd written all over it but it, the yeah, sega cd wouldn't really have been able does. to it wouldn't have been able to load and continuously do all that stuff don't worry don't worry richard i'm downloading a copy now we can i don't got it later <laughs> oh where's she going i see some spiciness it's not super spicy no it's, it's not very spicy. it's probably it's probably very exaggerated it, i would i would probably assume that it's got to be in the same spiciness vein as plumbers wear ties yeah uh gaming alexandria says it's no more cheesy than any other fmb games mm. sega put out like night trap wirehead or surgical strike it's an interesting note love that it was being developed for playstation that was like my favorite part of that story hey so people are out there preserving the games that we didn't hear about you know even the even the naughty ones all right, somebody tell me about this EA Marvel three-game deal that is not a Marvel versus Capcom. It might um, be Marvel Nemesis. <laughs> uh, there's really not much to this. Um, it was just announced uh, earlier this week that EA is teaming up with Marvel to produce three games. Uh, of course, we already knew about the uh, the Iron Man game that they are mm-hmm. working on. I think the Motive Studio that. one. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. The people behind uh, Star Wars Squadrons. And Dead Space, right? They're doing the Dead Space remake. Yes. Um, But literally the, the article just quotes and saying that Marvel will be working on, uh, EA and Marvel will be working together on at least three new action-adventure games uh, for console and PC. Um, of course, we already know about the uh, the Iron Man game, each of these games will be their own original stories uh, and set in their Marvel universe. Um, and other than that, we don't know much about them. Yeah. Um, Was one of those the Amy Hennig game? Where did she end up at? No, Skybound. She's, yeah, she's at Skybound. And they're um, doing that Black Panther Captain America game. Yeah. Okay. I thought they had something to do with Marvel. Cause so Marvel's like spread that license out now. It's not stuck with. Yeah, they've kind of. Almost like Star Wars, where Star Wars yeah. was stuck with EA. Yeah. They're kind of moving it around a little bit. Um, But I mean, as far as superhero video games are, are concerned, I mean, obviously. Uh, we've got uh, Insomniac doing the Spider-Man games, which are amazing. Right. And they're working on a, a Wolverine game. So good, good job, Brent. Good, good job, Brent, on the adjective. Amazing. <laughs> Very well. Wolverine so, simulator. No, so. uh, Spider-Man games. Amazing. Which are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Infamous. Uh, but what else? I mean, what else do you do we want to see? I mean, they um, obviously Square Enix did their had their try at uh an avengers video game which kind of flopped yeah um we don't hear anything about that thing anymore no along with the the guardians of the galaxy game though which was actually really good so no you enjoyed it i I don't know if skydance oh skydance has a bunch of different stuff it's movies and everything yeah Mm -hmm. they're the okay walking dead people Skybound, excuse me. Yeah. Skybound. Oh yeah. Okay. I typed in the wrong thing. 
I was like, what else do they do? It's Skybound, not Skydance. <laughs> so I don't know if, you know, maybe they would do um, some kind of thing on the mutants or Daredevil or um, Doctor Strange or or what else or what those might look like, because they obviously are staying in that same action adventure vein. Right. Um, I know, and I think even this article talks about how yeah how disney seems to be not necessarily shopping that around but kind of spreading out that ip how we're getting um, midnight suns is it got delayed again but that's you know at least the closest release um with the marvel ip coming up so I don't know. I'm I'd be interested to see exactly what they do. Any specific superheroes you can think that you want to see uh Cesar? At this point it doesn't matter, I don't think. <laughs> I mean most I don't know what they can do anything at this point. As, as long as, as yeah, as long as it sells, right? Yeah, as long as They'll it keep story tells, it. yeah. All right. But, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm just waiting for them to make announcements. So, I know, uh, really, I'm, I'm just in anticipation for Spider-Man too. So, ramped be, it up. Probably on PS4. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> let's hope yeah. not. Yeah, it it will be. Uh, another yeah. After that, what was it? Was it Herman Helst? Is his name? Yeah, Herman yeah I mean, Helst. he said. Yeah, he said he was uh. We're still going to be making PS4 games for the foreseeable future and PS5 games. Yeah. So it's it's going to be on PS4. All right. Uh, another news: we had uh, another studio that went down. Um, the recently really named Onoma, or some people mentioned on Twitter and placed the drop the A and move the O to the end. No Mo is being <laughs> shut down. Uh, the developer was formerly known as Square Enix Montreal and was purchased by Embracer this summer. Uh, they were just re- what renamed what three weeks ago, I think they said mm, yes. less than a month. It's like beginning of October, uh, and said to be working on something. Uh, whatever they were working on was closed. It was an early development. I guess they didn't see what they like over there, Embracer. Uh, I think they were going to allocate some of their workers and move them over into was it Crystal Dynamics? Yeah. Then they clarified that the other studios, which I think was is just is it just Crystal Dynamics now? Is that all they have now? Mm. Uh, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos. Yeah, yeah, Eidos, Montreal. Montreal. I think they're both, and they clarify they're both assisting with uh, Xbox franchises. And as well as, I think, Montreal's working on a Duos X sequel, or just not a sequel, just a Duos X game, which is very early early in development. Um, Yep, so, I mean, this is the first time we've seen something from the, the Embracer group has cut off, so interesting uh but yeah i mean i mean hopefully hopefully these people will find jobs i know it kind of sucks that they uh, had to lose their gigs yeah i I know they said they were shuffling some of them but they did confirm uh that some 200 jobs will be affected by the closure uh and it's publishing qa uh team and studio uh onoma Mm -hmm. or no more no more. I don't, no I don't more. remember them being renamed. Like I don't, we don't really. It, that just that just, like just happened. 
Yeah. So, so the two Microsoft games we're working on was what Fable and Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so somebody had theorized that what they're going to end up, when this end up is going to happening, is that they're probably going to sell those two deals to Microsoft. At some point, they're raising their value. So the whole thing is they pay $300 million for everything and a bunch of IPs, and they're just going to pawn these studios off once they show them some value. So that's the theory going around, at least. Gotcha. All right, Richard, you're probably going to have to explain this one because I remember hearing it in passing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a portrayer right. of the cars and ass. Yeah, I don't uh I don't know a whole lot of like the reason that it happened. A whole lot of left turns. A whole lot of left turns. Okay. This comes from polygon.com and ONS good. This was all over the place. Like it was like one of the top plays on Sports Center when I was watching for the day. Uh NASCAR driver pulls off crowd stunning wall ride he learned on the GameCube. And since then it's been confirmed uh Benja Edwards on Twitter. Uh, showed that you could you could do it on NASCAR 05. <laughs> he did the Lord's work and tried it out for us. Uh, so he had to, does it say it's an elimination playoff? Okay. Stock car driver Ross Chastain on Sunday pulled off a desperate slingshot pass of five cars on the last lap, rocketing from 10th place to 5th in the Xfinity 500 and barely staying alive in NASCAR's elimination playoff series. Chastain later told pit reporters that the move came straight from his childhood Nintendo GameCube. <laughs> so essentially, uh, as they're coming around this final quarter turn of the of the race, and I do not follow NASCAR, so if you're yelling at the whatever you listen to us on, because you listen to us and everything and watch us, um, so everyone has to break right to slow down to make that turn, and everybody's like in a line, that kind of thing. This dude was like, "Fuck it," and went in the wall. And just let the wall, like, guide him all the way around like a slingshot. But he never had to, like, you know, he didn't have to break and join ranks with the other people. Because he knew he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to be able to get ahead, right? You're, you're kind of in the pack. So definitely watch this video. I'm not describing it super well, but he flies around the edge of, of the track. And it's a totally legal move. It ate up the front side of his car, like that whole panel and everything. He's, he's riding the wall. I think he said he let go of the steering wheel at some point. Like he lined it up right and you just let it, you let it carry you through. And uh, he qualified for whatever it was. Like he, he, it worked. It was something he wanted to do or was able to pull off and, and needed to do. And uh, the interview right after that, like, how'd you do that? He's like, I used to do it on the GameCube on NASCAR. I think that one's called Chase 05. for the Cup or something. Yeah, NASCAR yeah. 05. Don't Chase for the Cup. Mm-hmm. On my Nintendo GameCube, and I'm like, damn, I sold that game. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, but it was very cool. Did you watch the video, Brent? Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, the article goes on to note: it's important to note this happened at Martinsville, Virginia, which is NASCAR's shortest track, and whose nicknames, the Paperclip and Half Mile of Mayhem, speak to the necessity of such white knuckle gambles to get a result there. You can't really do what Chastain did. At a two-mile super speedway, in other words, simply because the corners are too long and the cars carry a lot more speed into them. Uh, the quote was, Chastain told NBC that, I just hoped I didn't catch the turn four access gate, whatever that is. Uh, that is slam into a concrete divider while going flat out. Oh, the explanation was right there. But I was willing to do it, Chastain said. He said he played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on GameCube with his brother Chad. 
they would have been 11 and six years old respectively when that game launched. And, uh, I absolutely, uh, spend my NASCAR time turning around and going backwards, uh, it, going against traffic whenever I'm forced to play a NASCAR game. So, uh, them figuring out that you could get into the walls and, and speed up a little bit is, is definitely something two brothers playing a NASCAR game would figure out right at 11 and six. Yeah. And then, Richard, just, you bring up a good point. Nobody's done a traffic simulator yet. We need that game. Traffic simulator? Yeah, just sit in traffic all day. Oh. They won't even give us the uh, trucking one. Aren't we still waiting for that trucking game? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all down for traffic simulator. That way people can feel my pain. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't miss, I don't miss traffic. Feel my pain. I'd rather not. Uh, Is that all from that story? It's... It was yes. very cool, and it shocked everybody. And yes, we we agree. Everything's great on Traffic Simulator. No, not Traffic Simulator. The slingshot. <laughs> and it fell into my circle. I mean, I saw it on SportsCenter, but it fell into my circle because everybody's like, he mentioned the GameCube, and GameCube yeah. was trending on Twitter. I'm like, why is GameCube trending? Because this guy said he played uh, NASCAR 05 and used it to sling himself around the walls. Into traffic. Cool. Into traffic. Traffic Simulator. Last but not least... This comes from Ollie Welsh at Polygon. The Callisto protocol proves too violent for Japanese censors. Developer withdraws Japanese release after failing to reach compromise with ratings body zero. Uh, the post reads, the Callisto protocol has decided to stop the release of the, of the Japanese version. As of now, the zero rating cannot be passed. We have decided that we would no longer be able to provide you with the experience you need. We hope everyone in Japan will understand. If you've already pre-ordered, we will refund you. Uh, trying to f- see if there's an actual solution to this somewhere. Uh, they import go on to mention pretty do what now? Import uh, it. Import. Yeah, I was yeah, I was going to Jap- say is there yeah, the Japanese just have to import it really if they want it. Mm-hmm. Is it still hard to because I haven't messed with any alternate region storefronts on a PlayStation console in a while? Is it easy to flip flop between like you can't just register a U.S. account and download that? Yeah, it's a it would be separate tied. whole PSN account. Okay, it would be tied to that PSN user, so you wouldn't. Nintendo, have your Nintendo has the easiest system to change regions. Wow, I didn't think of it that way. They've actually done that pretty well, haven't they? I can literally, and I've done so myself, is bought visual novels in the Japanese eShop and then switch back to the American store, and then I can read down them all from the American store. Then you have to go back in the Japanese store anymore. It just hmm. ties it to my account, so. I famously bought that uh, Mexican version of Shovel Knight at launch that was sixteen dollars cheaper yeah. than ours or something. It was drastic. It was like was eight about, versus twenty-four or something. I was about to you say remember? that bastard version of uh, Alan Wake did that too just a couple weeks ago. It was down it? to like twenty-something cents or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something, <laughs> or a couple dollars. It was something ridiculous, it's crazy. Which most people would probably say that that's even still too much to pay for that version of the game. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll give money to that before I give money to Kingdom Hearts Cloud version. So. Oof. Yeah. Cloud version. Oof. Get a PS3 and play those on at this point, right? Or PS4. Are PS4s able to be found, or are they still scarcity? Yeah, they're not in stores anymore. They're still Fortnite machines. Uh, so Japanese gamers will have to import physical copies of Callisto Protocol? Pretty much. Yeah. That's it, gentlemen. Let's let's load up on the pre-orders and start shipping them over there. Unless they, unless um, somebody's smart and they 
the, the publisher of region block stuff. Like I, there are certain things I can't buy from Amazon Japan because it's been region blocked for the United States. So, oh, they don't even want you getting. You can't it. buy it in this region, yeah, because I, I sit there and spend money on buying uh, One Piece episodes on Blu-ray because they got them all in one collection, and then they sell them separately over here, like twenty dollars a disc for the DVDs, and I can buy the whole set for like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, you can't buy this here, and I have to like go through eighty-five different channels just to get the damn Blu-ray release. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Like I had to oh, go swim could, through. Because you could, I mean, you're learning Japanese, but you could change the language on a multi-layer Blu-ray disc and be fine. Well, I mean, since I mean, all right, ultra ultra Blu-rays are not region locked whatsoever. I can buy an American film from France. I've I've done so because there's some ultra Blu-rays that have been released in Europe that have not been released over here for certain movies. Um, DVDs used to be region locked, where one was North America. And two was Japan, yeah, and South Africa, and some other weird places, which was weird. Uh, Blu-rays, uh, Japan and America are region locked in the same region, so they do what they call soft locking, uh, locking on the American releases because the American releases are way cheaper than the Japanese ones, and they don't want the Japanese uh, people to order American release, which also includes uh, Japanese language, the same language yeah, packs, yeah, yeah, to block them from ordering stuff. So like that happens sometimes when you try to buy stuff. Right, in different regions. They either the realtor will block you, or they'll soft block you on the actual disc. Where it's not, it's not supposed to be region locked, but they do like, like a soft lock or something like that. That's weird. It's only on the disc. So, I read a crazy thing in some of my Xbox research recently. Uh, you know the DVD adapter that you plug into the original Xbox, that little puck thing, because mm-hmm. it didn't play DVDs with the controller. You had to have a little adapter, yeah, remote con- remote control thing to yep. play it. So if you popped in a a it was still region one. Maybe it was region two. Like you were explaining with the Japanese mm-hmm. uh, DVDs, it would write your DVD uh, ROM software on the Xbox to that region. So it wouldn't let you play import games, but it would be locked to that DVD region. So mm-hmm. a lot of people did that for the Xbox as a, as a uh, import DVD player, essentially, that just soft wrote that to the BIOS. It's crazy to me that it could do that. Mm-hmm. Hearing some weird feedback. Do y'all hear me at all? Hearing like soda crackling? Mm-mm. No, just me. Don't, yeah, you sound fine. You just probably got the soda in your ears. <laughs> I'm drinking <laughs> enough soda. I'm yeah. drinking enough soda today for it to be in my ears. All right, that's news. Is that, is that all we got? Yep. Thank well you done, not Brant. DVD Blu-ray talk. Yep. Thir- Thirty-five minutes of Brant news. I mean, this is a brand that was episode. Richard news. Yeah, that was Richard news. Well done, that brand. Yeah. Short and sweet. Damn. Wait, did I hit record? <laughs> That's yeah. scary, y'all. Yes. Yes, it says record. I just would have hung, hung up the call. Would have hung up the call. You would have been out. Thirty-five minutes. That's Going to bed. Uh, I'll touch quick on on games played and a couple other things I dabbled with. Uh, I've been speaking in the past couple of weeks about that Insignia project, like the new Xbox Live that's coming. When you say Insignia, I'm thinking of that Best Buy. Yeah, it's always the joke, TV. the Insignia. Yeah, I can't. Or Dynex, can't project, yeah. project Dynex. Well, th- I always Google Project Insignia because I, I think that's what I read it as <laughs> last, last. And there's something else. There's some other game called Project Insignia. <laughs> and then if you search for like Insignia Xbox, you get, here's how to get this rank in Call of Duty. Here's how to get this... Uh, banner or whatever like it actually does insignias i'm like no that's not what i'm after um so there was a i think last week i had spoke about they released uh they were getting ready to release another patch because when some people were going through this registration to to sign their xbox up for the 
the insignia, not Best Buy, service. Um, they were getting like console is already registered with it and stuff like that, which they'd never, you know, it's brand new. There's no way they did that. So I kind of waited. They they sent out an update disc and the two systems I have to test on that are hard modded. Um, those were the ones I was going to wait and do because I still have yet to ever soft mod an Xbox. So uh, that's something I'll be dabbling with soon and using one of these registration discs for because I've got all the stuff for it. I've got like the USB adapter that goes in the controller slot and I've got Splinter Cell. I've got all the little ones you have to use for that soft mod. But um, so I've got my own hard modded one and I popped the disc in and it immediately like came up with the insignia registration and all that stuff. I think I sent you guys pictures of that. Yes. And I hardwired it to my, um, my modem down or my uh, mesh router down here. And it's fun because uh, my router will tell me when a new device connects. And it immediately sent me a notification that says Microsoft connected to uh, your network. And I was like, this is awesome. This Xbox is online. Like, how it's been 12 years. I think they pulled the plug in 2010. Does that sound right? 2010, yeah. 2011. And uh, so that Xbox is online. And it, it, as soon as I hit the registration thing, you don't, you don't see any code running. It's a very nice interface. And uh, it says I it took about 10 seconds and I got a thing that said your Xbox is registered for Insignia. So I'm waiting for the the go live and they're going to keep announcing. That's another thing they tweeted. They're going to keep announcing more games. So I think it's every Monday they're going to announce uh, more games that are going to be coming to the service. Uh, I did the same with front of the show. Jeremy's Xbox. Uh, it did the exact same thing. Went straight through. And he or one of his brothers apparently named that Xbox Manny. So I saw it literally as it popped up on my network. It's like Manny has connected. I'm like, yes, it's, it's online again. Here it is. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to burn some games, some backup copies, I'm sorry, onto his hard drive that I legally own copies of so that we can do uh, certain online things like the first Call of Duty for consoles. Finest Hour is one of the games. So I think it'd be fun to have an online Call of Duty on the original <laughs> Xbox Live as we've got Modern Warfare 2, the second iteration, and we're on, what is this, the fourth Xbox console generation now? Kind of, three and a half. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to be cool. And then um, Fantasy Star Online is one of the games that's going to be available when that service launches. And Finally. That, yeah, unless you were using like X-Link Kai or something, that, game, that disc has been a coaster, because unlike the GameCube when you can't play it offline, mm -hmm. it's, that disc requires online connection and a live server. Mm -hmm. And even at that, you had to have a Xbox Live profile on your Xbox before it would even like recognize on X-Link Kai. So there were a whole bunch of hoops people would have to jump through to, to play that game. And now it's just gonna be, if you have an Insignia Xbox, just pop and play. So I may, my next update will either be playing some of those games or uh, trying out the soft mod and seeing how that goes. So if you guys want in on the loop, um, I can't wait to test some of that stuff out. It's just exciting to me. I missed that first online wave. It's like I was too cool for it. Like, I'm just going to play couch co-op. Why would I go online for something? People are right here. But then you get older and people move away. And, like, it's become a big way for me to connect with people and, um, you know, just stay in touch and be a social social type thing, which mm -hmm. we talk about all the time on the podcast. Um, Do you have the microphone that plugs into your controller? Yeah, the little adapter thing. I, I've read various things. Like, people in the in the threads are saying, I'm going to buy the... It was called the Xbox Communicator. 
I'm going to buy the communicator and, and this, that, and other. And I've also seen where they said that, that those features don't work. don't work. So, yeah, so I don't know the exact – it again, and I talked about it last week, but I'm deeper in down this wormhole. Just as a reminder, it's most of the Xbox Live stuff used like peer-to-peer connections. There wasn't a main server that you would connect mm-hmm. to. It was, it was basically co-op, but everybody, I mean, uh, split screen, local, but everybody had their own screen and Xbox, that sort of thing. So you didn't really need these. That's why Halo 2 is not coming because it had big server support and all these type things that they haven't fleshed out yet. They haven't built those. So they do say Halo 2 is coming. I know that's what everybody's got circled on their, on their playlist, but. Uh, the list is growing. They've added some that um, are going to have leaderboards. They're not necessarily online, but there's like two Cabela Big Game Hunter <laughs> titles that have leader- online leaderboards. So I might like try it. I've got both of them. <laughs> I might pop them in, see if I can take down like a bear or something <laughs> mm-hmm. and be on the leaderboards. Look, I'm number one on in the world on original Xbox <laughs> until somebody finds me that actually had the record back in the day. Um. That's my insignia update. The new disc works. And I've got a it's a DVD ROM that I wrote to. So I've got that disc if ever you guys are or wanting to do that project. Um people are sending me stuff. It's going off nonstop. It's happening. Is there anything crazy happening in the world right now? I don't know. Um I don't know. I have to pull up um, something here. Play uh played uh Brant's potential game of the year overwatch 2 i hear he's uh gung-ho on some overwatch 2 our usual halo crew not just including brant but a lot of people did not uh appear was that saturday play saturday and so everyone had overwatch downloaded because that's was like brant's playing a lot of overwatch we got to download it <laughs> so i had already sent it to my xbox and i played the tutorial the movement's fine the shooting's good and then we did like a death match, like 4v4, 5v5, whatever it is. And I was like, I have no clue what's happening. This is not going well for me. It's just like people pointing and it was like, it was like watching a LARPing competition where people were just like <laughs> pretending to do stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> there's like hand, there's like hands flying all over the place. Uh, this one lady was after me with this purple shit. And if I was in like line of sight, the purple Moira. shit was like, huh? Moira. Yeah, this purple shit was like following me around. I'm like, I can't run from this. I'm just going to die. I'm trying to run from it. And she's like keeping that purple shit on me. So then we, uh, because friend of the show, Jeremy, and friend of the show, Dale, have played a good bit more of this than I have, apparently. So there's a new like Halloween thing. It's like Dr. Junkenstein or something. And so they're telling me, they're like, this is kind of like horde mode. We haven't beat it yet, but this might be more of the right, like learn the weapons, that sort of thing. And uh that was a lot of fun it was very much like horde you had these like random bosses show up and the uh titular dr junkenstein was it's the right word sensor we're not back to your uh saturn fmv game here mm. it's, cl- it's close to it though well, i mean and, what'd you say i don't even know anymore dr junkenstein <laughs> we killed him no i didn't know what we're talking about i'm <laughs> overwatch at, uh, too. look at something else came up on my screen your drops, your hot tub drops. No. So we actually, it took, we died twice or three times. And it it, it varies. It's like Horde. There's random patterns to the enemies. And um, is this where like the lanes, I would listen to podcasts and they're talking about lanes in games. Is that where that comes from? Where there's like, 
a rampart and the enemies are coming there and there's like a, a castle gate in the middle they're coming out of there and then a right side where uh enemies are coming out of like a door or something is that where that terminology comes from because it was kind of maybe yeah I, I, i've never played one of these so it's like it was fun to like split up amongst the three different lanes if that's what those are yeah and like cover cover with abilities and uh as you get hits on an enemy you build up like a special so then we would coordinate online talking like okay i, I can take my special or there's a boss coming i'll save it for that that sort of thing that coordination was a lot of fun and uh dale was like this dwarf character with a turret and we put that yeah we put that turret thing up on the rampart and it just did work yeah. it was Thor mowing people down so i'm like a couple times i killed a boss with my special i'm like i'm gonna get to play the game because i i think that's a pretty <laughs> cool thing with this title i'm like i'm gonna get to play the game it was always dale standing behind that damn turret just like <laughs> the turret's doing work and then he's like to the left of it doing work so i mean it, it got the job done it's it's a fun team thing i really like the horde the the team deathmatch was so off-putting, and maybe that's just putting more time into it or going through unlocking more characters. Because uh, the first guy I got throws like ninja stars, uh, Genji. It was the yeah. PS2. It was the PS2 and PS3 series. It was the giant enemy crab character. <laughs> no, he's like a ninja in here throwing throwing stars. And I, I man, I could line up headshots and stuff on the on the controller and was doing was doing fine with it. But that the team deathmatch was not my jam. Maybe I just have to practice more at yeah, that but the, there's the, there's different things to that because i mean you you get ones where there's just different objectives where you have to push a payload or do different other things so okay that was the one i came in on because they invited me in and they were already running that one and they were trying to push something somewhere there's all there's all well you'd have to play i can't remember it's like because you have to unlock the rest of the game modes um like splatoon i think i remember yeah. you saying that and i can't remember if it's like five or ten plays but you eventually get the arcade play uh and there's different um game modes that cycle out through there and okay. one of them there's like a regular ctf and there's like a ctf blitz and see the capture the flags were pretty fun on there. are they yeah i could see that being good with those characters because that purple shit i mean that would be a great <laughs> defense character because it follows you everywhere like even if you get the flag that thing's whooping your ass i could never beat that person if i saw them like if that's where we were headed i just like turn around and go back the other way <laughs> you do seem to spawn and i i'm this is the first overcast oh, overcast overwatch i've ever played and you seem to spawn like really far back from everything it's like all right let me run for 10 yeah. minutes to get close to the action but uh it plays really well it looks great I've just my complaints is my lack of experience. The Junkenstein, the horde mode was awesome. Hey, did you beat that, Brent? Did you run through that on something? Oh yeah, yeah. That was fun. Uh, the original Junkenstein. I mean, it's it's been around since the the first Overwatch. Okay. And then this, the latest one was that newer, um, the Bride, the Bride's Revenge or something. Son of Son of Junkenstein. I get uh like I've seen these Overwatch characters throughout games media for the past five or six years, and I I see the different type almost like a, seems like Apex borrowed a lot from that, with giving these characters backgrounds and lore and and making you like care about the characters. This is just a just a shooter with skins, right? But there's there seems to be a lot to that universe and stuff. Are they gonna do? Is it gonna be like a movies cartoon? Oh, I mean, there's thing? if you go to their their YouTube, there's 
certain characters have like full length animated shorts. Okay, so they're already doing that. That type are of like thing. yeah, introductions or little portions of their backstory or thing like that. So yeah. Uh, I laughed at the podcast you were on where you were talking about not being able to get into games and stuff like that. I was uh, I was laughing at that and thinking about that, and I I didn't seem yeah, to have that... any issues or they cleared that up. Yeah, uh, I'll get back into it with I didn't delete it. I didn't block, mute, unfollow, delete, <laughs> uninstall, uh, unplug my Xbox, go back to original Xbox. I didn't do all that with it. Um, I think it'll be cool with us. It, it yeah. seems like. We get in these weird times with Halo, and I don't know if people are falling off because it's boring, or they're not adding anything, or like when we play Old Man Halo, when we want to play that, it's not big team battles, 4v4. So as soon as that fifth or sixth person jumps online, you know, you don't want to like, hey guys, you mind if we keep... Yeah, hey guys, you you mind if we keep playing this, or we switch to this one and do big team, which people may not be in the mood for. But I think five people is kind of how some of our parties break down this might be a good game to slot into that rotation and, and have installed because it seems like they support them forever until the new one comes out and they wipe the other <laughs> one away. But <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was uh that was my week. A little old man Halo, a little insignia, not best buy brand project, getting the original Xbox online and some Overwatch two. Give it to us, Cesar. We're gonna start. Um played a little bit of Bayonetta three. All like right. Four or five hours into it. Uh, it it's a Bayonetta game, man. Um, Looks good. Performs well. Uh, it's, uh, like I said, it does. It looks slightly better than Bayonetta 2. Uh, they go a little bit more open world in this one where you load up in the areas. And uh, there are sections where you can do different things where you get pulled into another world and compete for upgrades for your health and magic and whatnot and um oh god I'm trying to do it without getting into the story here but and, but it, i mean it plays like a bayonetta game i mean there are some slight improvements where you can summon the monsters now without having to do a full set of combos or at qt events and control them as well that gives you something a little bit extra uh but I haven't played that much of it. I think uh, the the whole perp, the whole I guess selling point in that game is uh, there is in the story. It's like the multiverse, uh, multiple worlds are being combined under one, um, and you're trying to stop it. You started out in the beginning as one of the bayonetas, which looks like the original one, where uh, their world is destroyed, and there is a traveler of the multiverse. She jumps over into the current one on there and is trying to get uh, bayonetta to save it. You got to collect these little time mention of that. There was a mention of that with all the voice actress stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to get these time dials uh, for the final boss battle. And so what she's been doing is she has to go to an Umbra um, temple, which allows her to jump into different points of the multiverse to different planets and do different battles at different locations. So like the very first level I'm in Tokyo right now. And I think the second one is like France or something like that. So they go to these different environments where you do different things. Uh, you get to choose. To you get to choose the order of those. Mm-mm. Everything is linear. Okay. When it, on the choices, follows the set story. So, is that a uh, good change? Is that a good change to like bounce the settings around like that? That's, that's fine. I mean, it's something. Um, if you play Bayonetta two, it's very similar to that. So. Okay. But yeah. I don't think it's anything drastically different. I mean, that's the only thing that's really different in that game is just the fact that 
you can just choose to do your side missions at any point versus uh, where it's kind of locked you in. If you miss it, you miss it type of thing. And so, uh, like I said, I haven't played much of it, like four or five hours. I'm still going through. I'm only on the first level. Uh, probably for two or three hours in the Star Ocean on PS5. Uh, the new it's, one? It's really good. Uh, it runs like shit on performance mode. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, on performance mode? Uh, on per- not a performance, uh, fidelity mode. Okay. Me. Yeah, I'll put it on performance mode. <laughs> oh, that's our... So yeah, it, it, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the... Because I started up on fidelity, and it's like you knew immediately when it started up, even after the the patches that the intro video skips. Like, oh. And then when you... I was like, all right, fuck it. I just went in there, and, and then you start watching the cutscenes with the characters and the in-game cutscenes. And they're not synced. The audio's not synced with the video. So I had to go in there and down it to uh, for performance instead of fidelity. Um, Does it take a big hit on like the graphical quality? Can you? I tell? think it's not 4K. I think it's like I think they were trying to do whatever. I don't know if it's checkerboard 4K. They need to go back and patch that game or something like that. I don't know what. I feel doing. like I feel like high frame rate in 1440p is kind of that sweet spot, right? Yeah. I I can't tell a difference. Like you can when Digital Foundry breaks it down and like zooms in on shit, but it's like. I'm running around. It's, it's a grassy field. I, I'm not looking at the blades of grass. They look they look fine. They're rendering fine. Not the Dragon Quest 11 gate again, where we got the inferior grass on the the definitive edition on PS4. So it was the yeah. port of the Switch version. Everybody bitches right. about the grass. And is I've different. watched I've watched that video a couple times, and it's like, man, they're just impressed that it runs on the Switch. Like this is this is a competent copy of of Dragon Quest. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get started. The, Grass gate is very similar to like puddle gate because that puddle um, gate was um the Altier games on uh on PS4 or ports of the Switch games, and so somebody had went on there and compared the PS4 version to the native PS3 one, and it looks like nine day the PS3 one looks better. <laughs> They're like, how did you not get the PS3 one to run this no. on a Switch and then port it over? <laughs> so like they downgraded it, got it on a Switch, and then took the downgraded version, and ported it over to PS4. <laughs> so you can tell really bad with the grass because it's like somebody just. I appreciate. I appreciate yeah. this development. <laughs> so I was like, oh. it was dedicated to like we're not going to do anything extra and just port this shit over. But, um, yeah, and the Star Wars is pretty good. I mean, it's always been tales of adjacent. Uh, this one takes a lot from I think a little bit from Xenoblade. Uh, you get the it's not the tales where you. They they modernize it where it's more like uh you still have the certain attacks on each square or whatever your top three buttons square triangle or circle uh which comes to different attacks that is on ap system so once you use it up you have to wait for it to charge but they uh introduced something called a, a duma in there which is like a grid system uh like it's like a some kind of robot robotic thing that helps you fly around in battle and use Duma. different uh different break attack mechanics is something something i would imagine being xenoblade i can tell like they took some xenoblade-esque stuff and put it in this game i mean it's a good thing to borrow from right yeah 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 so it's open world um right now it's kind of linear because it's trying to get me to go with the story so there's certain areas i can't explore because it's like blocked off with the red thing like you can't go here yet you got to go to this point in the story before it opens up type situation so is it just like a red is it just like a red line on the map it's like yeah, me trying to go down to a broken bathroom or something like that. They just put like a big sign there and says like, nope, no entering. Like, and then I have to go really bad. And I was like, fucking hell. Uh, then you then you write Cesar on the wall with your pee on the game. Peeing in a cup and back out of the movie theater. But uh, done that before. Yeah, yeah. Ditto. Um, 
Yeah, so a couple of hours into it, I mean, the whole story is like you're uh, you're uh, Raymond, and you're trying to you're like a, a merchant who's transporting some goods, and you get attacked by the Federation, and you crash land on a planet who has not had a development of civilization yet. They're still like stuck in the Middle Ages, so it's like you're taking the space age thing and going to a medieval fantasy type area because uh, they don't even know what spaceships are or anything like that. They're just not oh developed yet so it's like they they see that stuff and he's explaining to them like yeah you guys probably won't see this stuff for another couple hundred years you're not there yet and i think they're considered off off limits they're not supposed to be on there uh because they're not supposed to interfere with their civilization so i mean you meet up with this princess who is trying to look for this shady person who works for not her kingdom but for the empire so you don't know too much i don't know too much about the story so she's teaming up with raymond who's trying to look for the rest of his crewmates that crash land on that planet and he's already contacted his brother, who's supposed to be coming by with a spaceship and pick him up. So that's basically where the story is. It's probably like the first two or three hours. So um, it's not bad. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it outside of the performance issues. I mean, the, the battle system is pretty good. It's like I said, it still tells of adjacent even. Try Ace games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they made, made tells of games. So uh, outside of it's good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Outside of that. I went to AWA last weekend with yeah. a friend of the show, Renee. Uh, reason I'm bringing this up that that was a whole that whole thing was a nightmare. But um, that <laughs> it was like well, it was like uh, the the staff there was bare bones, so they didn't have enough people. So there's you literally us going around asking questions like, all right, where's the line for this? And everybody's like, I don't know. And like the like lines are crossing all over the place, and I'm like, I'm not waiting here. So I'm like, it's it's crazy because I wait here and I could be in the wrong spot. But like legit, like there was there were some signings or something like that. There's some for some J-pop artists that were here, and I wanted to get one, but I was like, it literally like was blending into other lines for people going for other people, and I'm like, I could be waiting in the wrong person's line. Like there was nobody from staff. Like, hey, if you want to see this person, line up here. It, it was it was janky, man. This year was pretty bad because when I talked to uh, one of my coworkers who go, he goes every year. He's like, he said it was bad this year. He's like, they were they did not have enough people, and I think there was thirty six thousand people there that weekend. Ooh, so it, it was packed that hotel that hotel was packed because i like me legit me and renee were sitting in the pre-registration line and i think it was like 10 people like we were gonna because we prepaid and then we looked at the registration line and it was like at least 200 300 people going around that thing i kept looking at renee's like I, I don't know if we're in the right line man this, this is too easy man i don't know if we're in the right line. He's like, no man we bought online it's like i don't know man i feel like i'm gonna get up there and we're gonna be like nope you gotta be in that long ass line over there go stand but, another two hours yeah. so it, we're in the right line, so we got the shit because we had to, I had to show my uh my vaccine passport like hey I took all my va- you know my vaccinations and then Renee had to show his like a uh, negative COVID test and then after right. that they gave us the the stuff and it, after that it wasn't too bad so I, I spent a majority of the time in the dealer's room um I did want to bring up that for whatever reason I, I was like Renee just pick something and between him and Sylvester they did both decided to go watch Kingdom Hearts a twenty year AMV retrospective and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, why are we doing this? So it's like we legit walk oh into this God. big conference room where this There's lady no who's way. like, you just made that up, Cesar. No, you just made that up. It's a legit thing. Like, like if, you should you should have came with us, man. Like, there's so many random bullshit things. Like, Renee wanted to go to a a, oh a show God. that was dedicated to Rages, like Rages and blah 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 blah. And Renee's like, I want to oh. do this one. I'm like. I was like, I don't know, man. It's, it's just gonna be a bunch of dudes in a in, in a room talking about uh porno uh, visual novels. I was like, this is weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Kingdom Hearts. A 20-year perspective of, of, of uh, uh, what they call anime music videos. So what they were doing was they're taking videos from like the... This thing was whole spoilers because this is like Kingdom Hearts mostly 2.8 and 3. And I'm sitting here, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Right. I was like, thanks, so Renee. You spoiled everything for me because I'm like, I don't know what I'm wondering what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> right. Because second of all, pick, they're only going to pick uh, the most impactful cutscenes yeah. to add like Linkin Park to and stuff. <laughs> and they basically played music that was similar to like Linkin Park adjacent because it, it, it didn't have they didn't have the licenses to do Linkin Park, but it was like Linkin Park adjacent, like emo ish type stuff and Doors uh, crying and stuff like that. I think the one that had Renee and Sylvester laughing the whole time was that they took it. Uh, uh, they made a A and B. That mirrored uh, Avengers Infinity Wars trailer where they had Zana Hart speaking sure. like Thanos. It does put a smile on my face and they like the, the lips and everything. And Renee was just in the corner crying. I was like, Renee, you cannot be doing that in here, man. So people were taking it seriously. You got to get out of the room and, and stop <laughs> laugh out there. You can't laugh in here, man. Like they were laughing so hard. I, like, I can't believe they do that, man. I'm like, you chose this. Why are we in here? But, you uh, know. Oh, my God. That, that was just only 45 minutes of like the, the 12 hours like we were there. So I'm like, God, that shit's funny. It, there was a lot of moments like that, just random bullshit happening. So I did spend Ooh. some time in the the dealer's room. Um, I got it over here. Hold on. Show and tell. Wonder what exactly a dealer's room is. We're about to find out because Cesar got dealt something. Yeah. So, and and. And then me and Richard went before, like maybe a couple of days before we went to uh, was a Media Mania and looked at those consoles that were like three hundred bucks. So Good. you know that uh, you know what that uh, Retro Psycho that I always told you that order from eBay that mm-hmm. that it's that store location in Duluth. They were there, yeah. So they had the full store location. Oh. That's all these games I bought was from them. Oh shit! So we've like, been we've been wanting to like go out there to them. So they don't have a store. So what they do is they if you want a physical store, they only go to cons. That seems like a good way to thin out some inventory. It's smart. Yeah. So, like, they have way better deals. Because we were looking at, what, GameCubes were, like, $300 at Media Mania. So they had GameCubes over there for 50 bucks, And then they had PS2s for, like, 80 Uh, They had Dreamcast, full Dreamcast for, like, 59 So Ooh, That's like, great. Nice. These are great prices. So, yeah, everything was was cut down. I'm going to be quick because this is all visual aids, and this is, does nothing for anybody listening to the podcast. So every, I well, bought Check us a, out on YouTube. Yeah. Like, subscribe, yeah, follow, cool. ring that bill. I bought this one, uh, which is like a to was it Toho, uh, which is one of those like uh play dojin type things. That's this one has never been released in America. So a lot of stuff I bought was never released in America. Like I bought that, bought Dragon Quest Monsters, um, 3DS, 3DS Japanese 3DS, which they had to put a sign out there like you have to have a Japanese 3DS to play these <laughs> games. Please don't buy these. Uh, right. And then or a modded system. Yep. 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 And I bought What's like happening? every version of uh like Tales that they had. See, like, you well, sent the... me that Game Boy Color one. I didn't know there was a Tales for Game Boy Color. Tales of Fantasia. Yeah, I, I, when I looked, at it, I said, like, "What the fuck is this?" I had. How does that play? I, it actually looks pretty fucking good, but it, it looks more turn based and everything. It looks like Final Fantasy. Okay, hmm. so they made they took that frantic like left to right stage <laughs> of Tales games and made it interesting. That, and then uh, some visual novels, Love Plus. Uh, up my field. Yes. What's that for? DS. Uh, 3DS. 3DS. Is a Konami game? What is it? Is it is a Konami game? Um, it is a B Shoujo Konami game. A visual novel. They call it Simulator. Uh, this game is weird. So this game originally came on DS, and it's called. It was called New Love Plus. Then it came out with New Love Plus Plus on 3DS. 
then it came out with New Love Plus 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 on 3DS, which is like the final version with all the updates, and that's the butthole version that is expensive as hell. It's like 200 bucks to get. Oh. Uh, this one will only cost me $22, and I'm just missing the plus. But okay. whatever. So I'm like... Your three just, pluses to us, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I went in and they had anything you can think of. It's like, Richard, you would have loved it because they actually had a whole section of uh, anime laser discs. They had so many anime laser discs. So oh. many. I've never seen so many anime laser discs before. Like, anything you Affordable? can think of, they had it. Yeah, really? yeah, they're like ten bucks. Yeah, ten, eight dollars. Um, there's a couple I would get just to have on that format. They had the Neon Genesis ones. I almost bought all of them. So I was like, <laughs> those are hard to find. I mean, you have access uh, to a laser player, so you could have grabbed them. Uh, they have anime music CDs. I mean, they, game soundtracks, game soundtracks, records. They have anything you can think of that was anything Japan related. It was there. So I'm like, it's probably it's probably good that I was not in the the room with the dealers. It was, all import you know, there was no american stuff there it was all import japanese import stuff so uh yeah that that was it for me on that sounds week. awesome yeah the, the only thing was that i'm still kind of pissed about the whole kingdom hearts thing but <laughs> i was hoping renee would be on here but i guess he's not because that was his idea perspective uh 20 year retrospective i just and i told renee after i was like thanks renee i don't know what any of this is going on sylvester's like yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten that far either. He's like, I think he's like, I got to. He's like, I think I don't remember which game he got to the card base one. Was it no two fifty eight over? Or, no, that's uh, Chain of Memories. Not, not Chain of Memories. He said he he skipped over that one. What was the other one the two fifty eight over two or something like that? Three five eight over two days. Yeah, whatever, man. That's the DS yeah, on one. three. I thought yeah, that was the three DS one. Yeah, that's three DS. He said no, he, no, he no, got two DS. Dream. That's Dream Drop Distance. Or regular, regular ds this is so stupid oh, why are we trying to why are we trying to figure this out he, it's so stupid I, I just let me be wrong and stop trying to correct there everybody correct each other send your I corrections just, to yeah, russell no podcast yeah, gmail.com yeah. um he stopped at one of those either because he's like yeah man i don't know what happened in those videos too i'm like great we're both spoiled i'm like <laughs> so i was like i i don't know what was going on i'm like it it you guys should have been there it's an experience because it's le- legit a college professor lady probably about in her 60s 61, 62, who's a huge Kingdom Hearts fan and was doing trivia. Like, oh my God. These are the only time these two characters talked ever. And it was referenced in the game. And it was like, it was like the two voice actresses for the characters. And they talked at the orchestra, the live orchestra. And apparently it was referenced in the fucking Kingdom Hearts 3 that they actually had a conversation. I'm like, what the fuck is happening, man? It's like, I can't get into that series. <laughs> it's never happening. I'll never get into that series. People knew the answers, man. I don't know what was happening. I'm sitting there like, I have no idea. People knew the answers. They were like, oh. I know this answer. I'm like, somebody's deep in the lore of Kingdom Hearts. I was like, I I, I can't even decipher half that shit. I stopped Richard, playing Earth by Sleep after the I got one third of the way through it. So I'm like... I think you would enjoy the first and second game, honestly. Those, those are the are, ones I have spent time with, so... Yeah. yeah. If if I'm ever tempted to... It, like, didn't they convince, like, the, the all-in-one package on PS4? Don't they turn some of those games into just like an FMV? Like, here, yeah. just consume the story this way. There's, the yeah, there's the literally... DS1s or something like that. The DS1s. Mm-hmm. And outside. it plays it plays well on PS4, and I think they came at Xbox, right? Don't they play well in that last generation of... Yeah. yeah that's the ones to go with. It's on everything now at this point. You can just cloud, cloud version it, too. Oh, yeah. Cloud Kingdom Hearts on Switch. Yeah. That's cool, uh, Cesar. I'm glad that AWA was that neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... I wish I had the paper with all the... Those. With all the panels they had on because we we did that one and then Re- Renee chose everything, man. I, I was just like, dude, I don't care, whatever you want to do. So, <laughs> I, I remember direction some, you want to pull me in. I remember some. I, I remember some more stuff here I can talk about. So like we went to the Sailor Moon 30 year anniversary <laughs> perspective. 
Oh, Brant's got them all. Brant's got I, all the Kingdom Hearts. And I don't know why Renee was big on the Sailor Moon thing, but we went into the Sailor Moon thing, and he was like, he could not stand it because there was some dude that was wearing a mask, understandable, but he had a thick accent with the mask. It was muffled, and Renee's looking at me, I don't know what he's saying. I'm like, I don't know, man, you chose this. I'm just like, I'm just sitting here because there's a seat, and I'm tired of walking around. Right. Like, outside of that, the next room over was an arcade room. And so, oh, what did they have Brent, in there? Brent mentioned that, like everything Konami related, everything that that we never see. So it was like uh, they had a uh, the new stuff, go, like their new stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, when you go into the room, there's a U-shaped table where they have people who were just playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, somebody was playing Dragon Ball Fighters on an arcade stick connected to a Steam Deck and was running pretty well to a oh TV. My gosh. So uh, like uh, most of them were PS4, uh, and then there was like a big area down there that were playing uh. Uh, uh, DNF, another fighting game. Uh, and then at the, around the corner, like surrounding the rest of the room, was uh, giant, giant arc. Well, there was there was a Smash Brothers one, and the guy they were all playing exclusively in Spanish. So I remember that. Um, Smash Hermanos, Hermanos de Smash. Yeah, yeah, because they they I forgot what the the name is for Little or Young Link in Spanish, and that was like oh. I kept looking at it, and it was like uh that was his name in there. That's so like, <laughs> where we got a bot in the chat. Is it porn bots? It's the find a hot girl here person. Yeah. Oh, man. And so surrounding the whole area, was the rest was like the Konami collection. So it was like a Beat Mania, the drums and the guitar. Um, Dance Dance Revolution with, with some actually updated music, which I didn't even know they still updated it. And then there was like a Dance Dance Revolution adjacent game, which was made by another company. Um, and then they have like these weird like orb stuff where you i've never seen it before like you have to hit the you like cell phones where you hit the buttons on the screen but it's done with orbs uh which is also another konami thing it was like so many fucking konami games i was like damn this is where konami's been out the whole time it's like it's straight all arcade machine music based arcade games from konami. so we've been giving them shit and they're like sit they're actually sitting on like the next ddr type thing and just won't bring it to us or guitar yeah stuff. yeah 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 yeah. i mean because like the ddr they had on there had like legit like it was it was uh like legit Recent like, tracks. Yeah, because like legit like music from VTubers. I'm like, it's within the last year or two. I'm like, I didn't even know they made stuff on there. But they had the, they had the, they always had the, somebody on there who was always like dancing like crazy. I was like, because we never went on there and played it, but it was always somebody like had to use the back bar and everything like that. And there was a lot of, uh, oh, you know, this shit's going down when they're yeah. grabbing the back bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were all grabbing yeah. the back bar. I'm like, oh, I was like, yeah. I don't know what's happening, man. But yeah, the the arcade room. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, we we bounced around a lot, man, because they 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 did. There's so much shit in there, dude. Um, uh, throwback for a second. Uh, Brant, did you ever go to uh, what was that arcade in Fayetteville with friend of the show, uh, Joel, and do DDR with him over there? They used to pay him to go over there and play. Really? Uh, was it? Oh God, we're in Georgia. It's Dixie something. It was like Dixie. Oh God, Dixieland. Dixieland. Was it Dixieland? Yeah. Like you don't small, want to see it, but yeah. So like yeah. a small theme park, like they had like one like yeah, little yeah. roller coaster or something. They had a big and arcade. Then it, and then it changed to like Fun, fun Stop, Zone, and then yeah. Fun Spot, and now it's like um something Fun Junction. Uh, they they they've changed the name so many damn times. It's still would, there. It's just a different name. I would drive him out there. They would pay him to play DDR and j- attract people to the DDR machine. How come we don't have like new dance pads or anything? And nobody's released that for. We could have a Bluetooth dance pad. You used to dance on it and it would pull it away from the console and you had to have yeah. your system on the ground or something. Yeah. Unless you had an Xbox and it just pulled it out. 
a controller port. Yeah, the breakaway cable. Yeah. Now you're talking about all this. It made me just think of I I saw somebody stream who literally they they took requests on different ways to play Kingdom Hearts and they played Kingdom Hearts on a dance pad. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. Sure. Some, somebody had did something like that with a uh, beat um like one of the Souls games, right? Yeah, Elden Ring or something like that on a dance pad recently. Yeah. Or Guitar Hero Guitar, you see them like mm. <laughs> they're fighting like yeah, I never, I never, I never seen B Mania uh, like in, in person until I was there because that thing has like fucking thirty drum pads. I'm just, it's just drum pads everywhere. I'm like, I don't know how you play this game. Like, there's, yeah. there's more drum pads on there than is on the rock band. But so whoever, whoever were there, man, it's like they were just waiting for this moment all their life. They're just in there plugging away. Like they, st- they I'm like, okay. I still think uh, rock band because that stuff's still so expensive, and they, they tried to do that what rock band for what like seven or eight years ago. If that had been like primed right before pandemic, when people were all at home, yeah, looking for shit to do when they were playing Animal Crossing and stuff, they would have sold a shit ton of rock band instruments or Guitar Hero or some sort mm-hmm. of, some sort of. But you know, manufacturing all that, turning around those plastic instruments and dance pads and stuff. I know that takes a while so that they probably couldn't strike when it was hot, but that would have been prime time. How long do you think before we see a Kickstarter for a brand new uh, rock rock band guitar? Or surprised I haven't seen it by now, man. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> We've got the VM2 and uh, all these different peripherals for these retro consoles. Or someone to meet you halfway and like maybe you kickstart the PCB for... Uh, existing like there's all those ps3 guitars that are dead because you don't have a dongle so maybe they print the pcbs for those and then all of a sudden those have value or you replace the the pcb inside of a corded one or something like that and and re not re, refurbish some of these old instruments mm-hmm. that are still flying because i see them all the time I see, I see that freaking ps3 guitar all the time it never has the dongle with it it's like this thing's useless you cannot use this for shit because the mm-hmm. dongle the dongle online is going to run you 70, 80 bucks. All right. That's uh, enough nonsense for me. I'll let you finish up, uh, Brent. I'm no, sorry. That was a, that was a great uh, Atlanta touch that you yeah. had there. Yeah, I, I just wanted you all to suffer with me when I suffered on the, the Kingdom Hearts 20 years perspective. <laughs> 20 years uh, anime music video. Hearts <laughs> I don't know why Renee, we had, we had literally just four or five different venues. And he's like, I want to go to this. You one. let him pick. You let him pick. Well, because I've been before. It's been a long time, but I was like, because Renee's never done any con before. He's like, I was like, all right, man, whatever you want to do, you guys, and same thing with Sebastian, whatever you want to do, let's go. I've been a couple. It's not about me. Y'all have fun. But Renee chose the one I'm saying, all right, Renee, thanks, man. Are they Choosing doing... one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Are they doing DreamHack again? I, me and you had a blast there. I thought it was awesome. Uh, and we, were, we weren't really even into Halo at that point, and that Halo tournament was fun. When they played Halo Cinco. It was it was five, right? Mm-hmm. That was fun, and then we got to play. Uh, we got the T-shirts from that Switch game. Everything from uh, was it High Res Studios? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was whooping my ass, and yeah, they're they're gonna be there November eighteenth to the twentieth, same place. Do we go? Maybe we can. Think I'm doing anything that weekend? Maybe we go. I can go. It's all up to Brent. Right, you want to go down there with us? What what dates? November 18th through the 20th. It's a Friday through Sunday. We would just do like, we would go Saturday. Saturday and like go yeah. all day Saturday type thing. As Brent checks his calendar. Say so I have to, where is my damn calendar? Oh, those were uh, birthday gifts one year, weren't they, Cesar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We got our picture taken with the PUBG, with the PUBG guy with the shield and the frying pan. <laughs> so yeah, that that is the weekend before uh, I am taking vacation. So, so possibly, oh, possibly uh, we all yeah. go. It'd be yeah. a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna pencil that in. Watch me uh, look at my calendar and I'm hosed. Um, I'm already telling you I'm not doing shit, so we're good. So that starts clear. Uh, this is thrilling content, gentlemen, as so we check I, our calendars. I also <laughs> played a little bit of Overwatch with the family. Um, other than that, I did beat uh, Silent Hill, uh, Shattered Memories. The the memories were are no longer shattered. You put them all together. Well done. Um, skip forward uh, about a minute, I guess. Because I'll, I'll I'm about to spoil the ending if you really care. Uh, I know Renee's probably like it's shit anyway, so um, I'm not here to bitch about it because <laughs> uh, he would have been. Uh, but uh, going back and forth between you know the uh, the psychiatrist's office and the gameplay, uh, the the surprise twist is uh, Harry was dead the whole time. You're playing as oh, Harry, but oh, he was dead oh. the whole time. <clears throat> Uh, and your daughter was the one uh, that was actually in the therapy. So, um, the the twist was uh, it was kind of a bizarre twist, t- to be honest, uh, and made the game just not make that much sense. But I mean, I did at least somewhat enjoy the gameplay. Um, like I said, I think I'll probably go and play the original at some point. Um. I'm trying to, with God of War coming out next week, I don't know how much I can really get into any one thing. Brand, did you replay God of War? I beat it. No, I, I did not replay it. I'm thinking about Brand. firing it up. I, my hold up this whole time has been, I didn't finish God of War 3, but I've played like three quarters of it. I'm just going to watch what happens in the end and, <laughs> and go to this one. I mean, they kind of dress it in God of War, right? On, uh, really? Yeah. No. It's yeah. kind of like you figure it out. I mean, they, yeah. they pretty much tell you what happens and then God of War 3. So. Yeah. But right, I was maybe, there maybe I, I, I when that. y'all did it as a um, game, a game club game. game. Yeah. I played the shit out of that. It was oh, good. God. God of War, yeah. man. God of War 2018 go is it. so fucking good, man. Yeah. Look at that. You went and bought it for the for the game club? Yeah. Uh, we should have had like an affiliate link or something. Damn. Amazon affiliate. Gotten two cents from Brant's purchase. <laughs> Richard's play God of War. Yeah. All the good, all the good stuff we're hearing about Rogan and Rock. I'm already ready. My body's ready. Yeah, it's rave reviews across the board. They said the side content and all that is like their bread and butter. They said one review specifically that I read that hit me was uh, not since The Witcher 3 have they played a game where like the side quests and the stuff that you wander into like off the beaten path is the bread and butter. Like it's the gravy stuff. Don't want to take too much That's from Grant. But yes, if you you're interested in mythologies, it they do an even better job on this Norse mythology than they did on the the Greeks one. Greek, yeah. The Greeks one, the Greek one, they kind of use it as like a a backdrop for the game. But like they've loose, done a loose association. There is so much like clarification on Norse mythology that I didn't even know. Like when I went through it again, Brent, I just realized, man, Odin's a dick, dude. Like based off all the mythology, I'm like, oh, he's yeah. just a straight dick. I'm like. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm used to watching Odin on uh, like Thor. Like that, that one's not too bad. But like this Odin on that world is like him and Thor are just assholes. So it's like it's 
It was bad, man. All right, Brent, sorry. Brent's games. Um, let's see, other than that, I did uh, get some light gun Saturn games as well as some light guns. Um, <laughs> Virtual Cop 1, 2, and House of the Dead. Okay. Uh, Not the shitty-ass movie that Uwe Boll made. <laughs> no, no. That used footage from the game. But uh, those games are actually really, really, really good. They are. Yeah. All of them. Mr. G. Mr. G. The Saturn was such a arcade. It wasn't quite like it, the Dreamcast would get one-to-one. Yeah. But the Saturn was full, stock full of great arcade ports. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there's still a little jank with some of like the polygons, and then there's those those moments, especially in really more so House of the Dead than than the Virtual Cop games, uh, where you have those like loading points where it just kind of stalls the game, and you have to sit there as it just says loading, and then it, you know kind of it, it really breaks, kind of takes you out of it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but still uh, for the time it's it's amazing and like you said they're they're not quite arcade perfect but they're pretty damn close yeah at the time Um, that's what everybody was chasing at home especially sega they were like we're bringing the arcade home and then the dreamcast was like the naomi board it was that Mm -hmm. one-to-one yeah when they brought that uh that extra bit of a memory they can plug into the saturn and made it arcade perfect so Uh, that's true the four meg cart yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I did uh, upgrade um, my pseudo Saturn Kai um, to. Is it just a new it's, version? It's, it's, of just Kai? A it's just an updated version. Uh, and I had talked about how I was I was trying to play Croc a couple weeks ago on the Sega Saturn, <laughs> oh and I God. told y'all <laughs> that I had this weird glitch, and I thought it was the ROM. Well, it turns out after a little bit of uh, <laughs> research. That for some reason that uh, I had seen something about one of the updates in pseudo standard was supposed to help with bug fixes. And one of the things what it said is like fixes and glitches with Croc. I'm like, okay, so some of the old versions just don't play well with that game. Mm. So I updated it, put in the Croc uh, disc again, and got the (laughs) same weird glitches. And then as I'm reading again, I see that the... uh, the early uh, PAL versions of the game, uh, and I guess some versions uh, of the, the US, US rela- release uh, had this horrible, terrifying glitch, uh, which is what I was getting, where Croc <laughs> basically has no head. Um, the lava kind of glitches and makes this weird, trippy mess. Um, you can't see a lot of the enemies, and I uh, even found a... Uh, a tweet about it and sent it to y'all so you could <laughs> see uh, the headless croc. It was so bizarre. The Ben Drowned copy of Croc, you labeled yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you've been met with a terrible fate. You've been playing Croc. <laughs> <laughs> a burned copy. Burned copy of Croc. Upon doing more research, uh, even people that have um, ODEs have have problems emulating this game and the um the fix for the physical game used to just be you'd start the um start the saturn up let it go to the uh, media 
um, player, pop the disc in, and start it there, and it would it would be fine. But with the uh, ODEs and even pseudo Saturn, you boot up the Saturn, it just goes straight into that those menus. So somebody was saying, swap trick, get ready. Cesar's pretty good at the swap trick. Uh, well, somebody was saying that you could, if you boot boot the game up, um, and w- after the initial boot, uh, open the disc tray and let it go back to the menu and close it and boot it up again, that it, it would work. And I, interesting. Just for, I just for the hell of it tried it, just to see if it would like kick out to the um, because I tried just going to the to the music disc the media playing uh, part and it would always just boot it up like a, like a CD. Yeah. So it's so bizarre. That wasn't like working. What, what in that compiler like is off so bad it's, that those it's textures some kind of, don't make it through there. It's some kind of line of code that wasn't added to the Sega Saturn version. And because this doesn't happen totally on PlayStation, right? No, no. Yeah. Superior they, console. They just made that a uh, game 20 years too early. <laughs> Sony, Sony better. So, but I, I did, uh, I eventually did try it. I, I booted it up, opened the thing, uh, opened the disc tray, and it just went back to the, the, um, Sega, the pseudo Saturn menu. I was like, damn, it's probably not going to work. But I closed it and it, it went into the game, booted up and everything's fine. That did it? Even with the pseudo Saturn? Are you kidding me? It just worked. Never turn, turn that place, never turn that Sega Saturn off again. He hasn't. Leave it on. Yeah. I was already going to joke that you said you were going to pop the croc disc in your Saturn like you ever took it out of the Saturn. <laughs> it was still in there, wasn't it? No, no, I had to pop because remember I, I uh, played late gun games and then I had to That's update right. the, the... You updated your Kai. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dedicated uh, croc machine. And uh, other Brent, than you're that... doing the Lord's work trying to get this to work, man. You're, <laughs> you're... Other than that, I've been going down rabbit holes um, basically... Uh, might have to to go to you because I started looking at all these different things and I immediately thought of you because I'm looking at uh, OSSCs and SCART cable configurations. Oh hell! And because <laughs> to get the best picture for and I'm thinking about you know streaming from all these different older things and I'm like, well, the easiest way would be to get it to convert to HDMI and then how would I do that? And I started, yeah, going down all those different things. I'm like, Oh shit. I remember retro Richard tink, talking baby. about all this retro tank, baby. Oh, yeah. did you update your retro tank yet? Richard? I've not taken it out of the box. Uh, I just uh, updated to with the new VR. So playing uh, PS3 and HDR and VR enabled. I got to see how that works. Uh, Brent, you can actually borrow this one. If you'd like, this is up to no, it has component video. This is one of the first ones he made and released. This is the 2X before they came in um, like the newer 5X flavor pro. <laughs> this is uh, it's Mike Chi, right? Mm-hmm. He's on Twitter as a retro team. At I, retro just want, team. I, I just want him to do the 4K one so I can spend the $600 and get it. It's expensive. And I like I just took this did, one out of the box. Should, I mean, it, it looks good, time. though, with the Gran Turismo one and everything. Yeah, it does. Uh, Brant, this one does have your SCART. And I've got okay. one for the Saturn, but I don't know, you know, for for our level of streaming, you're probably fine with just S-Video out of the 
Brand, just do what I did. Just do what I did and buy it. And then just do uh, PayPal and four. And it just takes it out every two weeks on my paycheck. (laughs) I did PayPal credit for mine, yeah. Yes. But this, Brand, if you ever want to mess around with it, this will get you going. And I've got the... uh, the mini HDMI to HDMI right there. So you that'll go in your Looks capture good. card. And the buttons are over here on the side to click between your this one does like line doubling and your that's your input selector on this on the 2X. 2018. But I've I've always told him like on Twitter and stuff I was like I'll buy your products. You make dope dope stuff. Yeah, Brant, that's a wormhole, man. You, are you really wanting to go down that? Is that something you're... I don't you're... know. I don't know. It was a lot just looking at it. What what you can get scarred out of and what you can get component mm-hmm. out of. and, um, and then, then, yeah, going down the SCART rabbit hole and sync on Luma yep. versus uh, C-Sync and yep. uh, shielded uh, and non-shielded. <laughs> I know you know this channel, but uh, the My Life and Gaming guys yep. are kind of like the de facto. Yep. yep. Great, great, great stuff. And it, I, it put me at ease because I, I backed down from the chase because I was like, yeah, for most things, this S video is going to do fine for me. Yeah. And I also backed down like my my CRT that I keep set up is not a 480p one. And I was like, I would much rather have that interlaced signal going through there for these because that's how they that's how they looked for yeah. until all the way up until we couldn't get those TVs anymore. So. Yeah, it's the 480p image is only like two or three consoles that really take advantage of it. Yeah, I like the wild stuff. Like, uh, there's a PlayStation One game that plays in widescreen, plays in sixteen by nine. There's there's crazy stuff out there like that. You find with the aspect ratios. Join us, Brant. Get a retro tank. <laughs> I think he sells. I think he sells one of the the entry level ones, which are enough. I think he's got one of those that's fairly affordable and available usually. Maybe like a two X Pro or something is what he calls it now. But that'll do your line doubling on your current ones if you wanted to capture that. You know where I got to, Brant, was running it from uh, into a distribution amp so that I could still play on CRT and then running it out of the line doubler into the capture card. So I could still, because I wouldn't play on what it would put on the monitor here. I would play on CRT. I did that with that baseball game I recorded. Join us. Is that it, Brant? Any other wormholes? As we uh, all check no. our ca- as we all check our calendars. That's it. Cesar sent us a photo of uh, a lot of those uh, games. I forgot I took photos. And I, I just realized it when I I just remembered it and sent it to one. Of, oh one shit! Of what is the photos of? Describe. Describe for the listeners. I Princess see nothing. Psycho. It was that shot they had. That's how it was set up. Oh shit! Look at all those box N64 games. Those are actually good deals because most of these are very import friendly there's the rumble mario 64 mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's they, great when i went over there they actually dropped the prices on everything because they said the shot was smaller than it was last year and they said they dropped the prices on everything that's why everything was a lot cheaper Ooh, pikmin 1 and 2 on gamecube 30 29 and 33 respectively look at that resident evil 2 on the right hand corner for gamecube that's still expensive i see it down there i see chibi robo also for 43 dollars. <laughs> i don't know how import friendly that is though Banjo-Kazooie, you can play that. Mario Tennis, you can play that. All right, is that it for us this week? Yep, that'll do it. Yep. Anything else to add? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.
five minutes of Brant. That's what the episode's yeah. called. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, ooh, new, new no podcast episode popped. Oh, 35 minutes of Brant. <laughs> Delete. Delete. Follow. Follow. Block. Yeah. Mute. Oh, or it becomes our subscribe. Or it becomes our most listened to episode ever, and we have to turn over all the no podcast keys to Brant because nobody wants to hear me. It's, it's, it's literally the Brant show. Make it sound like it's a Tom Green show theme song, and there were just Brant's name. Brant, you're the uh, Justin Timberlake of no podcast. The rest of us are just like in the background. You're you're gonna take off. You're gonna you're gonna springboard past us on your solo career, and then refuse to do uh, reunion tours. When everybody else wants yeah. to do because <laughs> you're too good for us. Yeah. Just pull us pull us up when you make it, Brant. Pull us up so we can get up there with you. <laughs>